Hey yo, before we get into today's pod, I wanted to let you know about my absolute beginner love the skin you're in workout ebook. This is designed for the total beginner. I'm talking if you get winded walking up the stairs or the idea of a 20 minute hit seems impossible to you. I got you. It's an eight week program that starts with just five minutes of steady movement and sustain- sustainably builds you to 20 minutes of steady movement. Psst has a ton of form tips too so you can avoid making the same knee pain mistakes you've been making if you're wanting to become that girl or tired of taking day one picks every few weeks head over to sweatandyoga.com forward slash beginner to grab the ebook and become that fit friend i'll also leave it linked in the show notes now let's get into the epi Hey friend, welcome to Sweat and Yoga's Love the Skin You're In podcast where we sweat for a workout and yoga to feel something new. I'm your host, Sanchana Sonnenberg, workout ebook creator, lover of sweat and all the feels, sitcom junkie, hoop earrings, and leggings that's pants enthusiast, aka I'm your realistic health and fitness bestie. Basically, I'm here to help guide you step by step to your fittest self because let's not kid ourselves, we all need to ditch the no pain, no gain health and fitness manifest we've grown up to believe is the way. Today's episode is all about that fussy knee pain. I get this question a lot, especially now that I'm creating more like structural workouts and more uh, form tips and things like that. I'm getting knee pain questions out the wazoo. So as usual, let's start with the three things I'm grateful for this week. Number one, my education. While there's a lot of people out there on the internet trolling people on specific diplomas and degrees, I'm confident in knowing how to get people to connect to their bodies because all all of my years of education and all of my years of experience. So while I'm only a yoga teacher and personal trainer, I'm confident in what I have to provide Um, and can't be said for everybody, right? So uh, the second one, I only had a minor reaction to the jab. I will not be making a podcast on this because I already talked about getting the Rona in another pod and honestly, my opinion still stands firmly. I'll uh, post it in the show notes. And then number three is Shatavari powder. Um, A friend of mine mentioned it to me because my hormones were a little bit wonky and it has been helping my hormones a lot post jab era. And then something I am working on, um, I'm working on not getting triggered when people say, oh, but it's genetics and genetics can't be helped. Uh, This is something that like really gets under my skin because if you know me, you know that my family actually has a lot of autoimmune diseases and I was sort of heading down the path of those diseases becoming like my written story and I reversed it. So when I hear people say like, oh, it's genetics, we can't help anything with genetics and they're not willing to acknowledge that people can put in hard work and change things, uh, it's very frustrating for me. So I'm working really hard on like, breathe in it's their own problem let it out (laughs) anyways just my usual reminder that i don't say these things to brag or tell you how great my life is but to remind you that the little things are worth being grateful for as well as the big things and maybe encourage you to pause the show and write down three things you're grateful for today Okie dokie, let's get into today's question. So today's question was, what are the best exercises for someone with knee issues who can't put too much pressure on their joints? Just a side note, remember, you can always ask your health and fitness questions over at sweatandyoga.com forward slash ask. I'll leave the link in the show notes. Okay, onto the question of the day. 
So here's a few ways I want to approach this type of question. Uh, while I know things like knock knees, rheumatoid arthritis can be genetic or structural, um, and that's definitely something that needs to be taken into consideration if that is something that runs in your family. However, a lot of the time we think something's genetic. Again, I mentioned I'm working on this not getting to me, but we think something's genetic, but really epigenetics has proven that you can actually turn off that gene if you take care of yourself. So, and the main thing to do is to reduce the stress and inflammation on our body. So, We're going to spend the first chunk talking about the sneaky stressors that may be setting off your immune response um, and that may be coming out as knee pain. Then we will move into talking about your like the whole the doctor or whoever telling you not to squat or do things that put pressure on your knees and actually dig into like the reason why some of the structural things like we can start with. Uh, This may be an issue and like why we shouldn't be avoiding these movements. We should actually know why this is an issue you know what i'm saying and lastly we will touch on if you've checked the first two sections but you're not ready to put full stress on your knees and you're a beginner how you can gradually introduce these things and modify so that you can strengthen the muscles around your knee and that eventually you can do the squats and all the things pain free all right Okay, we ready? Let's dive into the first part of our topic. You may not have asked about diet and lifestyle. You may not have asked, friend, but I deliver anyway. Um, I feel it's so important to address diet and lifestyle as we're talking about avoiding optimal movements in the name of quote-unquote health or reducing further injury. And honestly, I feel it would be irresponsible to just dive into how to avoid working Um, and stressing those areas because if you remember from health class small stressors on the body or muscles actually improve its resilience small amount of stress are good like this is why oftentimes exercise is seen as so good even though it's a stress but overstressing the body and then adding more stress is what causes the issues and inflammation so let's talk about some of the things that we should consider in light of stress and inflammation on these I personally had a lot of students have success by reducing the stress on their like bodies overall. So I'm going to give you a few of these here, but as usual, as per usual, connecting to your body and figuring out what works for it on an individual level is always going to be like king and the best option. So if it's an option for you to work with a well-practiced naturopath and or movement specialist who can actually see you one-on-one, that would be ideal. But if you cannot afford an ATM. Drum roll, please. As usual, I'm going to give you some suggestions that won't hurt you as long as you take the responsibility and actually take the time to connect to your body and listen to your body. My students with knee issues have had a lot of success with a couple of these things. Um, Autoimmune paleo diet. Again, I've, I've done a whole episode on this. I will leave it linked in the show notes, but it is not a forever thing. It is giving your body a break for the time being so that it can recover and rejuvenate itself and it can get rid of any of the stressors that are messing with it right now. Uh, Number two, cleaning up their sleep habits. 
just because you get eight hours of sleep, I want to do a whole pot on this, but if just because you do uh, eight hours, you get eight hours of sleep doesn't mean that your body actually gets eight good hours of sleep. And cleaning up your sleep habits, like, you know, not having light in your room, not having, not looking at your phone for a couple hours before and things like that. Again, whole podcast needed on this. Things like that are going to really, because that rest period is so important, the better and the less distraction and stressors your body gets during that rest period, the better it can recover the rest of the time. Um, increasing your circulation by doing things like mobility, yoga, ball rolling, etc. This will also increase the connection to your body. And these are things that we want in order for the body to be able to circulate the fluids it needs in order to heal the things it needs to do. Drinking more water. I don't always suggest more water because it can drain your minerals, but a lot of the time um, dehydration can contribute to like stiffness and aches and muscles. And then adding in things like magnesium into their diet and or supplementing with like a high quality supplement if it's not possible to add in more magnesium. I mean, there's only so much like spinach and shiz you can eat, right? And then even things like meditation, so like concentrated rest times, this sort of goes back to the sleep habits, but concentrated periods of rest time have been really, really helpful. Basically, anything we can do to reduce the stress on our bodies and take it out of that fight or flight mode and put it into the rest and digest is what we want here. This is like, these are the things that are going to actually help your body be able to rejuvenate itself, especially once you start doing workouts and start doing them more quote unquote correctly so that you're not hurting your knees in the long run. Before we get into some movement patterns that could be affecting your knees, I want to let you know about my free fitness library. There's a few weeks of workouts, some checklists, a few clickable yoga programs, and more. To grab the link and the password to the library, head to sweatandyoga.com forward slash free dash resources. I'll also have it linked in the show notes, so make sure you check it out. Right now, as I've already mentioned, there is definitely, there can be a genetic component, but I've found so many times that the approach of modern medicine is to just like avoid the problem. So your knee hurts, just avoid putting pressure on them or eventually just get the knee surgery for that overuse injury. The solution seems to be like, this solution seems to be preferable over asking those big questions like why, why do they hurt? Why have you worn out a joint that you're meant to have for your entire life in under 40 years? I would hazard a guess to say it's to do with compensation patterns and movement patterns you have developed over the years from your day-to-day movement like walking, but especially when you load those movements to work out, right? And it's not necessarily that it's especially then, that's just when it seems to accelerate the process, right? Rather than our knock knees only being an issue later on in life because that overuse is gonna it's like a slow rock eroding right like a slow water drip eroding instead of that it actually becomes like this sledgehammer coming down so we all have patterns that develop from a young age that like all of us this isn't like there's no you will hardly ever see a human being moving in an optimal way unless they're consciously taking the correct the time to correct the patterns that are ingrained. So unless we actually take the time to correct those patterns, they actually become ingrained even more. Then as things that aren't meant to rub together start to rub together like bone on bone 
or overrun on the cartilage, it disintegrates and our bones and connective tissue go with it, right? Like it's like two rocks rubbing, like I said. It's like the water continuously hitting. It's just continuously gonna erode it. Slowly, it happens slowly, but it'll happen. While like before, I strongly encourage you to find a practitioner that's like a physio or a personal trainer who can assess your movement in person until you can connect your body better and understand and drop into your body better. If you cannot do that at this time, I strongly encourage you to start with your feet. You can start by looking at any pair of shoes you've had for a while. You've walked around, you know, like you've gotten your 5,000, 10,000 steps in them or whatever. Look at the soles. Is the wear similar on both sides? If not, then you probably have a little work to do on some movement and compensation patterns. If they're worn a lot more on the inside versus the outside, you may lean on the inside of your feet and potentially have flat arches or knock knees. Again, this is mainly a generalization because I cannot see you. This is just like overall rules. Um, If it's more... more worn on the outside you may have really high arches or you might be a bit bow-legged next time you're doing your like day-to-day activities like chopping vegetables making dinner sitting down on your toilet etc try to be mindful of what your feet are doing actually in fact let's all take a minute and stand up obviously not if you're driving let's use common sense Uh, and then let's do this barefoot if possible if you're wearing those like super cute slippers and super thick socks Take them off, girlfriend. Okay, close your eyes. Take a deep breath in. Let it go out your mouth. One more. In, through the nose. Pause at the top. Feel into your feet. Exhale, breathe out. Bring all of your tension to your feet. Answer the following questions without making any adjustments in your feet initially. Just how you're standing. Don't move. Is the weight evenly distributed from left to right? Or are you leaning more towards one side? about front to back what about the size of your arches do they feel the same on both feet do you perhaps feel a collapse in one or both arches or is there a nice and even space in that arch Or are you on the opposite side and do you feel tension and sort of like a jabbing in the middle of your arch because they're a little too high? How do your toes feel? Are they gripping? If they're gripping, are they gripping evenly on one foot and the other? Again, we're not taking, we're not changing anything. Take another deep breath in through the nose. Pause at the top. Exhale and dive into your feet. Take note of all the little intricate details and imbalances from side to side, front to back. 
left to right. Just breathe into where they are now. And we'll start to make some adjust adjustments. So correcting those discrepancies. Where can you even out that weight distribution? Can you ungrip your toes and place them gently on the floor? Can you even out the weight on the pinky toe mounds, the big toe mounds, and your heels? So it's like a little tripod your foot. Once you've found even, distinct, even footing on both sides, push the ground away as if you're like on a leg press or standing up standing up with a heavy weight on your back like a squat and then squeeze your butt about 20% to activate those external rotators and corkscrew your hips how's that feel a little different than the start next time you're doing like chopping veggies or something like that try and be intentional try and stand like this 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 is the optimal starting position for your lower body for most exercises, whether that's a squat, a lunge, overhead press, whatever, this is the position, your lower body, the intensity, the evenness, this is a very stable lower body aligned position. And this very stable aligned position should be applied to single leg movements as well. So if you're doing a single leg RDL and you feel your arch dropping, or you don't feel the big toe mount on the ground, dial the weight back. I know a lot of people don't want to hear this because while it's not as sexy to lift five pounds instead of, you know, 150 or whatever, but I'm not talking to those people. If you don't want to do it, you don't want to do it. That's fine. And go get your knee surgery or do whatever whenever that time comes. But I'm talking to the people who don't know why they have issues, but they don't mind digging deep and figuring it out and working on them. They'd rather not avoid doing knee-driven movements for like the rest of eternity because realistically sitting down to sit to go on to the toilet is gonna be stress on your knees so do you want to be the 70 year old that can get up off the toilet on their own or do you want to have to have help you know intention of your movement matters a lot knowing what the optimal starting point is super beneficial to avoiding injury and rehabbing where that injury is already happening especially if it's an overuse injury because guess what my friend cartilage can go back grow back it's not just oh well you've worn it out it can definitely grow back it's actually like fairly new research but it's super interesting that like now nah, girl you can get those healthy knees back let's do it Okay, now let's say that you're a beginner and your knees hurt, you want to work out but haven't quite figured out the form and don't want to do more damage. You're going to want to implement healthy strategies we talked about in the last two sections, but you need some time to build up your supportive knee muscles. Here's a few modifications you can do. First off, ain't sexy, but start with body weight. I know this is not as glamorous and you love seeing the girls that like hip hip rest thousands of pounds and squat ass to grass with like 200s of pounds of barbell on their whatever. 
but let's start with body weight less chance of injury just like a better all around to like feel yourself and then we can get into the weight know how and in which spaces your body is safest so refer back to the exercise we just did and if you feel your knee speaking to you in the middle of a set ask yourself like reassess is your knee keeping in because you no longer have an arch or are you jutting outwards because of your knee is on the outside edge of your or sorry you you're on the outside edge of your feet are your toes gripping do you have contact with the big toe mound and the pinky mound like bring yourself back to that stable position we were talking about i gotta plug my beginner ebook here because you get a lot like like a lot a lot a lot overload of form tips in the eight-week program i mentioned at the beginning of the pod i'll have it linked in the show notes it breaks down every single step-by-step basic body weight workout so if you have pain you can refer back to the tips and the basics and see if there's a form tweak you're not doing But some other things you can do to take the pressure off your knees during exercise is to hold on to a steady surface so your knee doesn't have to do as much stabilization. So think like a chair or a wall, especially if you're doing one-legged movements. That requires a lot of stabilization from your knee. Like think about it. You are the majority of your weight comes from like your pelvis up. So if you're only standing on one foot, that's half the amount of stability you normally have. So you need to be able to stabilize it somehow right give yourself like a tripod you can also modify anything that is one leg by making the other leg a kickstand so instead of doing a full-on single leg rdl you can do kickstand rdls or like a single leg bridge you can do a b stance bridge you get what i'm saying like make those modifications make them easier come down and wait until you're ready because then once that foundation is there you're going to blow that shiz up once you do eventually add weight in a sustainable way Alrighty, friends so we've come to the end of this chat on whether or not you should lift with knee pain slash what you can do to avoid knee pain and how to fix the knee pain start with what you can but definitely do not just avoid it and work around it in the hopes that it will just go away or not get worse unfortunately more often than not it gets worse even with the avoidance so why not do something proactive about it now you know um one thing i didn't really mention is the a lot of the time doctors will say things like extra weight and stuff like that on your knees for sure there is that factor but if you implement that beginning portion where we're reducing inflammation by implementing adding in more healthy foods and you know potentially doing an autoimmune paleo diet that will just co- like consequentially reduce the weight and then it'll become a non-issue really anyways Thanks so much for joining me today, friend. I hope you got some useful takeaways here. All the links I talked about will be in the show description. Make sure you subscribe so you know as soon as new episodes are up and share this episode with a friend if you think it will benefit them so we can all get healthy in a realistic way and all just love the skin we're in. I'd love, love, love for you to take a moment and tell me what you'd like to see more of on the show by either filling out the Ask Google form in the show notes or writing a review. Catch you next time, friend.